if you want to get in touch with me uh, regarding all things to do with BB's Countryside, you can email me, care of studio at purewestradio.com. And before you rush to your keyboard to admonish me, I think I might have been a bit harsh when I was talking about the big bibbed and be booted youngsters making roots country these days. Um, when I referred to them earlier, because of course it's always great to hear youngsters coming through making their own version of the roots music that they're listening to and adapting so avidly. So apologies for that, because truly the road goes on forever. It's a metaphor that applies to the development of the music itself and a metaphor that applies to the emotions that are engendered by the beauty of the music. No more so than in this song by Robert Earl Keane, which is called, funnily enough, The Road Goes On Forever. It's a deliciously beautiful song. She was a waitress at the only joint in town. She had a reputation as a girl who'd been around down Main Street after midnight. Brand new pack of sick, a fresh one hanging from her lips, a beer between her legs. She'd ride down to the river and meet with all her friends. The road goes on forever and the party never ends. Sonny was a loner, older than the rest. He was going in the Navy but couldn't pass the test. Some drunken out of towner put his hand up Sherry's skirt. Sonny took his pool cue, laid the drunk out on the floor, stuffed a dollar in her tip jar, walked on out the door. She's running right behind him, reaching for his hand. The road goes on forever, and the party never ends. Sonny jammed her down in gear Sonny looked at Sherry Said let's get on out of here The stars were high above them The moon was in the east The sun was setting on them When they reached Miami Beach I got a hotel by the water And a port of Bombay gin The road goes on forever And the party never ends They soon in his boot The cards were on the table When the law came busting in The road goes on forever And the party never ends The Cubans grabbed the goodies Sonny grabbed the jack He broke the bathroom window And climbed on out the back Sherry drove the pickup Through the alley on the side Where a lawman tackled 
Sonny and was reading him his right. She stepped out in the alley with a single shot for ten. The road goes on forever and the party never ends. Just like it was before 21 months later At the local grocery store Sherry buys a paper And a cold six pack of beer The headlines read that Sonny Is going to the chair She pulls back on the main street In her new Mercedes Benz The road goes on forever And the party never ends Now, B.B. Scone's Countryside on Pure West Radio is coming to you from the wonderful country of Wales, but I know I've got listeners all over the world. And South Wales in particular was renowned for its roots country and its early adherence to rock and roll, and I think it's partly due to the communities that it came out of, certainly the coal mining and industrial communities of the South Wales Valleys, where life was harsh and redemption and joy was found in the performing of what is truly a working-class music. Though these days there are more Elvis impersonators in South Wales than coal miners, which leads me neatly along to... Coal Miner's Daughter, a beautiful song by the fabulous Loretta Lynn. Well, I was born to Coal Miner's Daughter In a cabin on a hill in Butcher Holler Why well, I've seen her fingers bleed 
Lynn, an example of a life that was successful despite the odds being stacked against her. Is it the odds that are stacked against you or the dice? I'm not sure, but you know what I mean. She had a difficult life. I mean, she was brought up in a coal mining community in Kentucky. Her father died, sadly, all too early of a coal-related disease. She got married at 15, moved to a logging community and had six children. Uh, But at a young age, she started off playing and singing, was discovered and went on to make some great records and have success in the music industry. Another young woman who started out very early playing in public at the age of 14 was Alison Krauss from Illinois. Uh, She's revitalised the world of bluegrass music since. Uh, She was the daughter of German and Italian immigrants who arrived poverty-stricken in the USA and contributed so much to the economy and social life of the the USA, as many immigrants do and continue to do today, especially in the field of music. So here's a track of Alison's called It's Too Late to Cry.
be too late to cry but is it too early to play a Christmas record <laughs> of course it is but I'm going to play you a record that only has a passing reference to Christmas so I hope I can get away with it it's by uh, the Texas duo that other handsome family I've been big fans of theirs for many years and I was pleased to put them on uh, to promote them the Queen's Hall in Narbeth uh, a decade or so ago and unfortunately <laughs> the weekend that they were due to play, I had to go to Switzerland on other business. <laughs> Jet setter that I am. So I missed them on that occasion, although I have enjoyed them many, many times. And this is a beautiful song of theirs, a sad song of theirs called So Much Wine. Don't try this at home either, folks. I know to bring uh, Ian Calford back into the studio to talk a bit more about the legend that is Johnny back the man talking about the man in black but first of all we hear a song uh, by that crazy guy himself well my daddy left home when i was three and he didn't leave much Ma and me just this old guitar and an empty bottle of blue now, I don't blame him because he's running here, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Stu. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lot of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head. I tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean. My fist got hard, my wits got keen. Rolled from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the stars. I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill that man and give me that awful name. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July and I'd go to town and I'd thought I'd stop and have myself a There at the table, peeling stud, that the dirty mangy dog was named me Sue. 
Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother had. And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and gray and old, and I looked at him and my blood ran cold. I said, my name is Sue. He went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth, and we crashed through the wall into the street, kicking and a gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer. I tell you, I fought tougher men, but I really can't remember when. He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile. I heard him laugh, and then I heard him cuss. Went for his gun to pull mine first. He stood there looking at me. I saw him smile and said, Son, this world is rough. If a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name and I said goodbye. Do you have to get tough or die? And it's that name that helps to make you strong. Yeah. Now you just fought one hell of a fight I know you hate me and you got the right To kill me now I wouldn't play with you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the city eyes Cause I'm the that named you Sue about him now and then every time I try and every time I win and if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George anything but Sue I still ain't gonna Right Ian's back to talk about Johnny Cash and that was one of his uh more legendary, more well-known recordings, A Boy Named Sue. And I suppose it was at CBS that whatever style he was playing, it was the songs that he's most famed for these days, like Folsom Prison Blues, that one we just heard, were, were recorded, weren't they? This goes back to what I was trying to allude to earlier on. Some of Cash's biggest hits weren't written by Cash. You know, Sunday Morning Coming Down was Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Me and Bobby McGee, Chris Christopherson. Ring of Fire, Merle Kilgore and June Carter. I love the Walk the Lines and I love all of those songs, but the biggest hits were written by others. People need to remember that, you know. Um, But Boy Named Sue was uh, written by Shel Silverstein, again as a poem. Uh, He recorded it at several shows, obviously, but there was never a studio recording done of Boy Named Sue because they captured it at San Quentin in 1969. And I don't think, to be honest, they could have bettered it. It was all improvised. Nobody knew how it was going to turn out. They didn't know what it was going to sound like. Uh, but by this time, unfortunately, Luther Perkins had passed away. And Luther was replaced by Carl Perkins, who is no relation. Yeah. So Carl played with... The author of Blue Suede Shoes uh, and all the rest yeah. of it, yeah. So Carl played lead guitar for, for Cash for a year and then at a show up in uh, I think it was Minnesota during a snowstorm um, they met Bob Bob Wooden purely because the guitar Carl Perkins didn't arrive because of the snowstorm and it was just W.S. Holland 
and um, and Cash. So they started doing the show, just the two of them together. And Bob Wooten came to the front of the stage and said, I know all of Luther Perkins' songs. <laughs> and they gave him the chance. And that is actually on... Uh, that's been recorded. That whole show was recorded. Boy Named Sue um, was uh, on the San Quentin album, which is the, is the second prison album. The first one was uh, obviously Folsom Prison Blues. Merle Haggard was supposed to be in the audience of one of those, wasn't he? Mer- well, Mer- well, people think that he was at the show in 1968, but he really wasn't. Oh. Um, Mer- Merle was at a show... Merle was done for armed robbery, and he was sentenced yeah. to um, to ten years. And I think it was ni- it was 1950, 1956 or fifty seven when because Cash played prisons right through the fifties and right through the sixties. And uh, Merle was at San Quentin. I think it was in fifth around fifty seven fifty eight. And uh, he saw Cash go on stage that day, and uh, he uh. knew that that's what he wanted to do when he when he saw Cash play. I mean, Cash wasn't without its brushes with the law, and during his CBS period, I suppose his lifestyle got a bit dissipated in many ways. He got involved with drugs, a turbulent home life, possibly. Well, do you think this affected his music? In a yes, big it did, way? I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because. Um, throughout the um, Cash went to uh, by the way I keep calling him Cash because his name wasn't Johnny Cash his name was J.R. Cash and it was a big thing in the in the South in America and back in them days that uh, sons were given initials as yeah it's come across it in yeah, blues so, as well yeah, yeah. so um, J.R. Cash was his was his uh, was his name that's on his birth certificate it was Sam Phillips that gave him the Johnny bit anyway um, yes, you're right. Um, drugs played a big part in, in, in his life. Right the way back from, they say, 1957, the back end of 57. And the guy who gave him his first, what they called, um, I think it was called the New York Turnaround, which was, <laughs> which, was a, which was a tablet that you could take and you could drive from California to New York and back on one tablet. Was oh, that amphetamines? It, it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he was notorious for amphetamines. Benzedrine and dexedrine is what he took. But the guy that gave him that first tablet was Johnny Weston. And, um, who is, was... Who was his rhythm guitar player right. from 1959 onwards in, a, in his big band, which was just the one we just played. And Cash only turned up to 25% of the, of the booked recording sessions through the CBS years, so so of all the recording wow. sessions that were booked for them, he only turned up for twenty five percent of them because he was he was out of his face. Cash was was due to be um, uh, let go in nineteen fifty nine originally on CBS because of his of his habits. Then again in sixty two, and in because let's be honest, Cash wasn't doing anything. I mean, after Walk the Line on Sun and Folsom Prison Blues on Sun. There was never really anything of any, um, let's say, dare I say it, value that came through commercially up until 1963 when um, he recorded um, Ring of Fire. That's what saved him on the label. So from 63 onwards, you think of another big song that Cash had sort of put out there, really speaking, there wasn't that many yeah. Again, until Sunday morning coming down, which was Chris Christopherson's song. Gonna uh, jump forward uh, quickly and hear your fifth choice, which is from 
is American Recordings period, I believe. If you could just quickly introduce that, and we'll talk more about it afterwards. Okay, this is the Pesh Mode song called Personal Jesus. before but not very often that's a fantastic song um how did uh johnny cash end up doing a depeche mode song on american recordings all right well again you know we've we've jumped we've jumped forward many 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 years now obviously because the sort of the mid 80s is when cbs let cash go right um he wasn't selling any records you know cash loved touring he loved to play but at that, it, it was at that point, you know, his, his touring had come to an end. He'd had enough, and um, CBS had got rid of him. So 
you know, where did he go? He went to Mercury and he recorded his old songs on Mercury, which didn't really work out. And uh, so he continued to tour. Uh, tour, the, tour. He toured the UK in 86, 88, 90, and 94. Um, but it was in uh, 94, I think it was in 94, that Rick Rubin had contacted him. Now, Rick Rubin was a record, a record producer of punk bands and 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 hip hop and all that kind of stuff. So you know, Cash wasn't very familiar with <laughs> with Rick Rubin, and um, all he wanted to do was was sit down with his guitar and play the songs that he wanted to play, and nobody was interested in recording that. They didn't want that. They wanted big hits and whatnot. But Rick Rubin uh, called him, and uh, basically they sat down, they had a long discussion, obviously, and um, he said, well, what is it you want to sing? He said, I just want to sing my songs, which is what he did. But he also started singing songs that he liked, and just him on a guitar. And I mean, how many records did he make with American recordings? Well, it was three, was it? Thing, no, no, not God alive. He was with Rick Rubin from 94, 1994, up until his death in 2003. Oh. So he was with he was with Rick Rubin, American recordings, for like three times longer than he was with at oh, St. Phillips's That's student. putting it into perspective. You know, he said he, he recorded songs he likes, and like... Uh, it wasn't just his own songs. I mean, he, they range from Danny Boy, don't they? He is on one of the, on the first one he yeah. did with him, I think, to Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails is Hurt, Hurt. which is an amazing <clears throat> version. Well, he, uh, uh, Trent Reznor has been uh, quoted as saying that uh, he wrote the song that belongs to John. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, there's often controversies about, is there a cover version that's ever better than the original? Oh, that's definitely an example of it, I think. Well, I think there's, I can only think of two. One was uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin, and Otis himself said, she nailed it. Yeah. And the cover of uh, Nine Inch Nails is hurt by... I mean, it's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal video as well, you know. He'd married June Carter many years before, and she's in this Hurt video, which is yeah, yeah. which is so moving. And, it's an outstanding uh, video. Yeah, yeah. check out uh, that particular video and all the rest of Johnny Cash's stuff, because we've only been able to scratch the surface. We've been talking tonight on this program, BB Scones Countryside, for about an hour. Thank you, Ian. But we've only scratched the surface. Uh, perhaps we'll revisit Cash in the future. But what's the final song you've chosen for us to? So I thought, why? I, I, well, okay. So I thought of Hurt. Um, I wanted to pick two from Sun, two from CBS. Forget the Mercury stuff, and uh, obviously <laughs> two from American Recordings, because the American Recordings for me is probably some of the best stuff he ever did. Um, you know, you're talking about a man at the end of his life. Uh, he's struggling to breathe. He can't see. It. He's in a real bad way. Uh, how can you possibly get something out of this man that's going to be commercially sellable and not only that you know it's, it's going to have the impact uh, and hurt certainly does that but for me i thought this next track was was um hey porter was him coming home so he's coming home yeah on the train back to the southland this song 309 train is about the train arriving and him being taken home meaning He's going to pass away. The first train brings him to the station, home. 
the second or the last train then takes him home home being obviously in the sky into the sky very well done Ian thank you very will much will the circle be unbroken beat goes on an artist you are in your as much as cash is let's hear that now it should be a while before I see Dr. Death so it would sure be nice if I could get my breath well I'm not the crying nor the whining kind Till I hear the whistle of the 309, of the 309, of the 309. Put me in my box on the 309. Take me to the depot. Put me to bed, blow an electric fan on my gnarly old head. Everybody take a look, see I'm doing fine. Then load my box on the 309, on the 309, on the 309. Put me in my box on the 309. Sweet baby, kiss me hard Draw my bath water, sweep my yard Give a drink of my wine to my Jersey cow I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for my journey now On the 309 On the 309 I hear the sound of a railroad train the whistle blows and I'm gone again It will take me higher than a Georgia pine Stand back children, it's a 309 It's a 309 It's a 309 Put me in my box on a 309 Chicken in the pot and turkey in the corn Ain't felt this good since Jubilee morn Talk about luck, well I got mine Asthma coming down like a 309 <sighs> Write me a letter, sing me a song Tell me all about it, what I did wrong Meanwhile, I will be doing fine. Then load my box on the 309, on the 309, on the 309. Gonna get out of here 
on the 
Yes, I did mention uh, it slipped out there, Americana. <laughs> oh, dear. According to Billy Bragg in his book, I forgot what it's called now, um, or Rebels of Rock and Roll or something like that, he regards uh, Lonnie Donegan, the English musician, as a pioneer of Americana, if it is a modern interpretation of Roots American music. I don't know. Uh, it's just another label, isn't it, to hang on to music. As Duke Ellington said, there's only two types of music, good music and bad music. <laughs> Anyway, certainly the band were operating in the 60s and the 70s, a time when uh, often rock bands returned to their roots, none more so than the Grateful Dead, those hoary old psychedelic rockers famous for their lengthy stoned jams, uh, turned to a, a lighter, more acoustic music, uh, possibly influenced by the likes of Birds, Neil Young and Crosby, Stills and Nash, of course, a bit later. Um, Anyway, um, led by Jerry Garcia, they went down that road and um, recorded a couple of albums. Uh, Working Men's Dead and American Beauty in particular are really good. This record I'm going to play you now is taken from uh, American Beauty and it's called Ripple. And it is beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. I think the mandolin is played on this by David Grisman. Anyway, enjoy The Grateful Dead with Ripple. And the dark of night And if you go 
just walk your steps along When there is no pebble tossed, no wind too low, you choose to lead must follow. But if you fall, you fall alone. If you should stand, then who's to guide you? If I knew the way, I would take you home. La da da da. La da 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 da. mentioned earlier that the South Wales valleys and the surrounding regions had a great history of country music and I think I'm going to play uh, an example of it now uh, although I've already played Ian Calford of course his Willie and the Wandering Gypsy version of Billy Joe Shaver's song I'm going to play an original now by Christopher Rees originally from Llanethley he now lives in Cardiff and this song uh, combines Welsh and American influences it's called All Right Squires and it's about the great Dorothy Squires uh, complete with uh, spaghetti western twangarama <laughs>
scrapped and fought, they tried to banish her. She could fight amongst the best, and she'd argue with the rest. There was no stopping her. When I first heard Nathaniel Rateliff, I was astounded by the power of his music and the great songwriting that he came up with. So he's another guy who falls between genres or crosses genres. I don't know if you can fall between them. No, you can't really. Who cares? (laughs) It's country-influenced and it's called It's All Right.
sight When I hit the ground Say, I can sleep here Get all the fear It would take time to grow Maybe I don't know Think about you Remembering all the times That you pointed out Say, glass is clear But all this fear Starts at leaving the mark Idle hands are all that stands From your time in the dark Still all right. Hi, this is Rosie Flores, and you're listening to Pure West Radio with B.B. Scone. Yes, you are listening to or have just missed B.B. Scone's Countryside here on Pure West Radio. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our ambling ramble through the landscape of my countryside. I'll be back again on Thursday the 3rd of December here on Pure West Radio at 9pm. I think I might have said the 5th of December when I advertised it before, but it's Thursday the 3rd of December, always the first Thursday in the month. My guest will be uh, that brilliant guitarist from Blackwood, James Oliver, who will be talking about and playing some of his favourite titans of twang. Until then, adios, I'm going to leave you with Tyler Childers. This is a beautiful song. It's called a Gemini. What sign are you? Never let